It's the Offix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Offix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuck. Welcome, fellow Uplanders, to another exciting episode of the one and only Upex podcast. I am your host, Too Stupid to Win. Welcome to another glorious week. We're about to hit April already. Can you believe this? As always, it's the beginning of the week. So pretty soon here, I will turn it over to T. Davis and B-Dag. So they're going to go over a lot of stuff. A great episode for you guys this week. Um, We're calling this week's podcast The Art of the Swap. Very excited to see what our two favorite guys talk about there. And uh, before we get into too much, you know, get the disclaimer out of the way. The views, information, and opinions expressed on the Epics podcast are those solely of myself, Thank Me Later, T. Davis, B-Dag, and any guests of the podcast, and do not necessarily represent, reflect those of Upland Me, Inc. We are not employed by or provided insider information from the Upland team. All discussions about properties to buy and sell are not financial advice. Please do your own research first. And I don't even think... Any advice or our thoughts or insight that we give out have time to even impact the game. The market has been hot crazy lately. It's just buying up neighborhoods left and right. San Francisco is going to sell out. I really put in a squeeze on the Upland team. Um, they're going to have to start popping off with some more cities. And hopefully they got a long range plan there because the popularity of the game is picking up. More people are joining. More people are playing. More neighborhoods are being bought out quicker than I think they ever expected. And still we're looking for spark, property development, business rollout. So exciting times in Upland. And welcome to episode number 54. So we're getting up there. Can't wait for us to hit 100 episodes. That will come later in due time. But as always, got a great episode from... And I'm going to call all the episodes great now since Thank Me Later has such an issue with me self-proclaiming episodes are great. So, yes, got another great episode for you. Uh, They're going to talk about the art of the swap, business beta meeting, upland challenges, uh, cover that, along with some cheapskate advice of how would you get to Uplander without spending money. There's been some success stories. It's a grind. It's a hustle. It's really hard. But, uh, yes, definitely achievable. Definitely a lot tougher than it was back in the day. And they got a lot of things to recap, cover, and talk about. So with no further ado, I turn it over to T. Davids and B. Dag. Take it away, fellas. Thank you, too, Stupid. And welcome, listeners, to the UPX podcast featuring T. Davis and B. Dag. How you doing today, B. Dag? I'm doing okay. Just kind of bored. Not a whole lot going on this week. How you doing? I'm good, man. It was a slow week. Uh, I'd say... In Upland, uh, there were some things going on in, in the background that maybe a lot of our users didn't realize. Um, the first business beta meeting Zoom call took place. It was for the Block Explorer shop owners. Uh, so that included myself oh, nice. and a few others. And we got the opportunity to see what Upland is revealing with the block explorer shops. And I got to say, it's pretty, 
I was pretty excited about the content that they've produced. Um, I'm not sure how much I'm allowed to say, but I can say for sure that I'm excited about it. it it's a, uh, it's moving in the right direction and it's, it's pretty cool. Iden, one of the founders was the, our host along with block unchained. He's one of the project managers for Upland. Um, they presented how the shops will look and work inside of the app and the functionality and pretty much the entire workflow or I guess the buying selling flow, how, how yeah. all of that would work. And uh, it's pretty awesome, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, I yeah. still haven't chosen a name for uh, Chica 86s and I, our shop, I don't, uh, I'm not certain what I'm going to call it yet. But Are you soliciting for names? I will entertain anything. Sure. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I just curious. I don't have anything witty to come up with. Yeah, man. You know, when I put in the application, I put that it would be, uh, I made some reference to it being a mom and pop shop in the truest sense being that okay. it was Chica and I. Right. So maybe I'll go with something like that. I'm not, I'm not certain, but uh, yeah, that was, that was the highlight of the week for me in Upland. That's the, kind of exciting. The uh, businesses coming to Upland is big. This we've been waiting for this for quite a while. They've mentioned it months ago. Right. Honestly. I mean, since I joined, it's been something that's been talked about and it's, changed and pivoted a little bit from what right. I remember it being originally, but. Um, well, the biggest thing I think is a user base, oh, I'm sorry, addict base exploded <laughs> and suddenly they realized they were running out of properties. So they had to shift a little bit to deal with that. Uh, get Manhattan sped up and, uh, you know, release Clovis, release Brooklyn. And so maybe now that there's enough properties in the queue, they can, get back to this business thing and get going. I mean, they, you know, according to the roadmap, they got a few days left for some sort of delivery on something. Right. And they'll likely not, not hit that. And you know what? Like I understand I've fielded quite a few uh, concerns from the user base and here's, you know, here's way the way I see it. Upland and the NFT space in general in the last month and a half has seen extraordinary growth. Like, I, I don't know that I've ever been in a space that, that has done this because I wasn't around or into crypto back when this happened with that, right? And so right. this is all, like, mind-blowing to me. And I feel like it, it caught a lot of projects off guard, including Upland, and they are doing their absolute best with what they've been given and that's the reason for the really heavy FSA restrictions and the way that the game is feeling like it's kind of stagnant because they have no choice but to present it that way at this time. And I, I have full confidence that that they'll get it figured out because you know, I've, I've done my homework on the team. So I, you know, if that's reassurance to any of our listeners, 
I, that would be awesome if you felt a little bit better by me saying that. Uh, the great T. Davis said it, so uh, <laughs> I think everybody's going to sleep well after this episode. Like, oh, that's a relief. Good deal. <laughs> T. Davis believes in it. We're going to keep going. No, I agree. It's it's just, <clears throat> again, if you told me a year ago about blockchain games and NFTs and all this, I'd be like, yeah, okay, that sounds kind of interesting. I Whatever, great. But, man, I joined all this stuff in June and to watch these dabbles in different things suddenly explode to become right. just a flood of stuff. It's just phenomenal where all this is going. And the fact that NFTs, uh, the whole idea of them has finally gone mainstream and they were mentioned on Saturday Night Live the wow, other did day. Did you see that? I couldn't believe it. Like, and that's going to just make it, it's going to make it worse for these projects. Like in the last month, I haven't been a part of a, a drop or a release of anything that's went like totally 100% smooth without a hitch. Like they've all right. had their hiccups or disasters and I, you know, it's going to continue because it's yeah. Not- if you guys were getting irritated with the way Brooklyn came down, uh, well, that's kind of typical of how a lot of stuff's going, unfortunately. Yeah. Like the yeah. VV app is one that I'm, I'm into and yeah, I've tried two drops now and they are just frustrating disasters and Uh. you know you got to just deal with it and a lot of the wax drops like we have i think godzilla coming up here which i I feel like that one might not be that bad because it is a cash only not not a wax payment but man even the the what was the latest one the cartoons drop yeah yeah i mean you're going to leave out of there frustrated and not 100% satisfied with the way things went because you're either going to miss out or, or it's going to be laggy and, and, and freeze up. And it's just, it's the nature of the beast right now. The space right. is too young to handle this kind of volume. They haven't figured out how to, how to do things yet. So. Well, it's a good problem to have, I guess. It is. Better than building big and nobody showing up to break it. Exactly. So they tried to distract us this week, uh, I guess, while I I feel like something big is coming. I don't don't know what. If I had to guess, I'd say maybe a new city release on the West Coast. Uh, If I had to guess, I would say maybe that. I could see that coming. Fresno being pretty much minted out, and San, San Francisco, Francisco well right. on its way. Yeah, not not far behind at all. So there's they need something on that West Coast, and I would predict that happening soon. So they tried to distract us, or or they did distract us this week with some new challenges. Uh, yeah, I didn't really get into the big mint and the sales blitz. And to be quite honest with you, I don't even know. I'd have to look up the description of the actual challenge to be able to explain it. Are you able to tell the listeners who might not know what they're about, what the details well, are? Well, I believe the issue is that the description has been obfuscated. What what you say? Yeah, which exactly, <laughs> that was irony because essentially I think it's just been the, the description has been overcomplicated. Okay, I'm looking um, at it now. Big Mint 
I mean, just the name is confusing. Oh, I'm going to go mint the most properties. No, 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 no. That's not what it means. It's just merely who has bought the most off the marketplace and who has sold the most off the marketplace. Big Mint, how much did you buy off the marketplace? That's it. It's really not. That's super confusing. I've never equated the word mint to secondary sales. Yeah, sales mint. Buys weird. Okay. No, big big mint. I guess you're making a mint. I don't. Yeah, I don't. That's that's a strange choice of a. I mean, the icon's a shopping cart full of uppics with a lightning bolt. How much clearer could that be? You're right. You're right. Now that I look at that, (laughs) you're you're right. But I I feel (laughs) like that that meme of jackie chan with his hands over his head going why you no make sense <laughs> okay whatever all right but well, that's have, what it is yeah and we have two tiers there uh right. the directors and executives uh and then i believe it's pro and below let me take a look yep so then pro, you're pro and up uplander and i i guess technically visitor could fit in there but they would make it to uplander before they made it on the board so pro right. and under so let's see who's leading the tier one, the directors and executives. It's our man, Raman, Raman, Raman like the noodles, maybe Raman, a Ram man like Ram the truck. Man. Yeah, he is, does have a truck. Yeah, you're right. I think it is Ram. Does man. he? Yeah. That, well, it's his logo. Okay. Is Block Explorer is the red truck. So yeah, I'm gonna call him Ram Man. I think that's we'll exactly call him Ram Man. Um, yeah, he's actually leading both and i guess we can talk about how that happened but in the big mint tier one he's leading with 4.9 million and then if we go over to the sales blitz tier one he's leading that with 5.9 million so tell me what the sales blitz is then well you just got to sell the most properties the most not number of but the value of your properties. And I assume this is epics only. Right. I would, yeah, I, I would imagine. Not going to include any fiat sales. So you're telling so, me that Ramman bought and sold over or nearly 5 million epics worth of, of parcels. Get out of here. Really? No, I'm telling you he sold, or you're telling me he sold 6 million mm. and bought Five million, and I'm looking at his profile right now. He's got a net worth of forty-two million. Oh, so that's like nothing for him. Yeah, so this is big stuff. So I'm looking at his transactions here. It's just buy, buy, sold, buy, sold, buy, sold. You know, I you brought up in the in the pre-show. That's kind of odd. He's on both tiers there, and I started looking around for other players who were also high on both tiers. I thought maybe they had a thing going on buying and selling between themselves, but no, this is just a guy who has been selling some stuff for reasonable prices, some stuff under mint and then turning around and taking those proceeds to buy other stuff. But I mean, he bought a Dumbo for 500000 bought a Crown Heights for 100000 So he almost looks like he's going out there and he's just targeting some of the most expensive properties. Yeah. Bought another Dumbo for a million. Wow. Uh, and, and what did he sell? I mean, a lot of, let's see, three, four, six thousand sold, 18000 uh, You know, it's not like a whole lot of huge. So he must have just been 
see one one it's got to be something big he sold in here but i'm just not finding it so maybe it's just a whole ton of little stuff that he's been selling for a reasonable oh here we go okay oh no that was back way back before the competition started i have just yeah i'm a little flabbergasted trying to figure out how he sold sold a soho for 350 Where's he making all his money from? That don't add up. Well, somehow or other. Maybe yeah, it does well, add I'm, up. I'm just looking at yesterday. There was a 100,000 Upix uh, Coney Island purchase. And right. And he bought it. Did you already say this? It's yeah, yeah. He, yeah, he bought some pretty big stuff. Upper West Side. Yeah, the sales stuff, though. Oh, you know what? I days. think... Didn't Kent have an enormous sale today? I think he did. I think Kent bought something off of Ram Man. Interesting. Okay. But Kent is on the leaderboard. Very interesting. All right. Well, you know what? Maybe we'll have our, our data hounds take a look at this and report back to us and tell us what they they see. Yeah, that would be that was one of the dumbos I mentioned. Uh Sold it to Kent for a million, or you you're saying Kent sold something? Yeah, that's what I see here. Okay, Kent bought uh, seventy nine Light Street from Ram Man for three hundred thousand upics. I was looking at fifty J J A Y, like the bird, not J the letter, for a million upics. Yeah, that's the one that happened today, I think. Right? Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's probably. Big part of the sales right there. Sure, right. And then who's okay. leading in our tier two? I think it's Blue Bear 314. That's one of the newer users. Look at him go with 550,000 upics in sales. That's awesome. Good for him. That's nuts. Yeah, good job, guy. We called him out before in one of the uh, scouting yeah. reports. Yeah, we sure and he's did. continuing to, to, to be a, a relevant player. And then, Not that they're irrelevant players, I guess, but certainly staying up in the headlines yeah for sure wolf trader is our big mint tier two leader uh i i don't know anything about wolf trader have no. you heard that name i have not it's interesting to note between tier one and tier two there's an entire factor of difference so you got you know lop off a zero from the tier one and you've got roughly the tier two numbers right just an observation yeah, when well, uh, you're making one million Upix transactions, that'll that'll be the difference there. Well, true. And then they also ran back another round of the, I guess the trio. We should, this should have a name for the three of them that we can refer to since they do it that often. But it's the People's Challenge, the Rising Star, and the Great Start Challenge. The, that trio there. The and, weekly trifecta, except it's not really weekly, is it? No, it's not, but it is yeah, It is three, so a trifecta would work, or trio, or something with that. We need to come up with a clever name, or Upland needs to come up with a clever name, so it can be... Menage a trois? There you go. That, there you go. I like that one. <laughs> the Upland <laughs> Menage a trois. All right, that sounds legit. So in that, in those, we had 
Sanyika uh, take the Rising Star Challenge. And maybe I should have left this one for last, but we're going to circle Mr. back to Mr. Grand this one. Central himself. Yeah, we had him on the show. He's uh, a starting to become a, a very close uh, friend to myself. Uh, Sanyika yeah. is a um, yeah, brilliant, mild-mannered, humble, generous uh, young man. And uh, Upland is really lucky to, to have him, to be quite honest with you. He Wait crushed the... Go ahead. Yeah, I'm looking at these numbers. You didn't doctor these, did you? So we didn't... What, on the, what you're looking, the numbers that I posted? Yeah, the numbers you posted no, on no, our no, agenda. No, that, this is through the roof. That's for straight from a screen cap. So Holy let's read cow. these off to the audience. So Sanyika yeah. won the challenge with 43 collections. Jeez. Second place was the Drizzle 38 with 39 collections. And Sig Barak came in third with 32 collections. So just to give you some context, if you don't know how astronomical that is, I would like to go back. I don't, can we see the actual numbers? Oh, you know what? We can't. Sadly, no. All right. 43 well, is where collections sat with San Francisco and right. Fresno and the New York ones at the time, right? Uh, 43 I remember used 43 to be as, as, yeah. as all of them. Yes, correct. Yeah. No, unfortunately, history doesn't actually show. No, it does not. But I can tell you that, that the week before, the last time they ran these challenges, I believe the winner had like maybe half of that. Yeah, it was just like 21, wasn't it? Our 34 TM with 20 low 20s. Yeah, lo low 20, maybe maybe mid, I don't know. I, for maybe. some reason, I want to say 25, but uh, almost half. And then the time before that, it was probably a little bit less. And I remember back when I started, you would win this with 7, 8, or 9, I think. Yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll we'll get into a little bit on why these numbers are the way they are, but let me continue with the rest of the challenges. So yeah, this, well, this is just an all-time high. This is going to be hard to beat in the future. But yes, let's press on with the other ones. The people's champ, uh, Kachi K eighty six off guard. I think something was what? going on at that point. You know what they? What happened was they released the challenges, and I feel like they likely pushed some bad code because as soon as they launched the challenges, everything froze and stalled. Oh yeah, that's right. Upland had to go into maintenance for that. I had just started a stealth treasure hunt, and right. I. It, it took too long for it to finally come around. I went off and did something else. Now, I just need to just point out that I don't know what happened. I'm guessing. Yeah. I'm guessing that they pushed bad code. I don't know that. That's just my assumption. And uh, they had to go into maintenance for a significant amount of time, which later on in this episode, we'll refer back to some of the giveaways and challenges that the community put on to entertain all of the disgruntled Discord members coming mm -hmm. in. But while that maintenance was down, um, I, she got just got, she, I, she was doing something and 
it, she just didn't have a chance to catch up because of the maintenance outage. And for okay. anybody who doesn't know the people's champ, like you have to, in order to win it. And I can tell you this because I watch Chica 86 do it all the time. She's won like eight of them. You have to, you have to start immediately and you can't, you can't miss in that first period of time before the sends reset. So your send yeah. limit resets at 12 a.m. UTC, which is now 7 p.m. Central time, I believe, because we moved. The it clocks. changed again because Europe just went into summertime or, or Britain did or something. Gotcha. Yeah, it's it's tricky. I know that I thought it was 6 p.m. and then I was wrong because I looked at the People's Champ leaderboard and it was obvious that the send counter hadn't reset when yeah. I thought it did. I thought it reset during the outage so if you want to be prepared to win the people's champ challenge you have to be ready to go with full sends which is 11 so that means you can't really be treasure hunting you have to have your sends filled with to the max when it starts to give yourself the best chance and then you have to hit your your collection limit before the reset that's that's the key so that when it resets you can do it all over again and end up with you know 80 90 or 100 whatever the uh the send limit is for the particular city that you're in so elm 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 azari elm azari yeah i don't, I, I can't pronounce that now. i'm going to have to El, reach out El to Masri. that that user and ask them to phonetically spell their name so that I can stop butchering it. But they usually compete and I, I feel like they've placed in the past in the top three. Uh, they won it with 239. So uh, congratulations to them. It's a pretty awesome win. Swift cat, who is definitely a repeat winner placed yeah. second with 230 and then feds, I don't know feds. Feds is new to me. Feds. They might not be new to the game, but I've never seen that username before. No. And they placed third with 212, which is pretty awesome. And now our great start, which is also look at those numbers, man. Like the, the last time this competition was won, it was not 19 and second place certainly didn't have anything close to 15 and third place was not 12, but that's the numbers that we have this time. Uh, Turv Lad, jo Jonas Goody, and Utatsky. Man, these names are killing me this week, man. <laughs> well, you sound like an American. Uh, yeah, I, we should have reviewed this, and I would be like, you know what, let's just cut these out because I don't want to have to try to pronounce these. Oh, come on. Give these people <laughs> props where props is due. Yeah, you're right. Uh, those are, those are our great start winners. Uh, congratulations to all of them. Yeah. Well done y'all. And let me look at where our agenda is. Okay. So let's circle back to how Sanika managed to get 43 collections and how the drizzle 38 did and how Sig Barak did. Cause they all did it the same way. And they put in a ton of money, right? Yeah. They all spent well over Fifty thousand. Like I don't even know what number you would need to hit to be 
there. I would have to imagine what, to get forty three collections. Yeah, yeah. what you were you going to say fifty thousand dollars? Yeah, fifty thousand cash. I, I was going to say, and that seems like it might be feasible. But you got to remember that all of these are going to be secondary market purchases at this point. Yeah, because they, you know, there there are no unminted collections out there other than Brooklyn, but you can't get to them because they're locked. So if you right. were to win this challenge this week, you would be absolutely leading in the big mint challenge also. And absolutely broke. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it would be You're right. Leading in the big mint. None of those names are in the big mint. Right, right, right. Because none of them bought collections and it was a topic uh-huh. of discussion in the discord this afternoon. So Sanika, I can, I can say this cause I, I, I helped him win this. He won by doing collection swaps. Yeah. Which is a, yeah, it used to be a somewhat like unspoken thing. Like you didn't really talk about it, but then we started talking about it. So first and foremost, I, I was, I've been hit up at least three or four times this week from new users asking if this is legal, is this against the terms of service? And the answer to that is it absolutely is. They, the Upland team has come just this close to saying, yes, we want you to do this. We fully endorse it and want you to share collections. Like they haven't gone that far, but pretty close to that. Wait, wait, wait. You said, is this against terms of service? It absolutely is. No, it absolutely, no, it absolutely is not against terms okay. of service. Okay. I just want to make sure that's clear. If if, if I heard gotcha. what I thought I heard, I want to make sure our listeners didn't hear the same thing. Gotcha. No, think this they is... heard the same thing that I thought I oh, heard. Oh, I said, is this legal? And it absolutely is. Okay. Is this legal? Now there should be no confusion. It absolutely is legal. It absolutely is. Yes, you're right. You are allowed to share collections with anybody. It's a a true ownership thing, right? It's a property trading game, for goodness sake, right? Right. And so there is a lot that goes into collection swaps. And the first and foremost thing that a collection swap requires is trust between the two parties, you know, you're dealing with what amounts to a stranger on the internet. And in a lot of the cases in another country. Right. Wait, so you're not supposed to trust strangers on the internet from another country. Well, you know, right off the bat, I would say it's a good rule of thumb to stick by in life. So that Nigerian prince was fake. It depends. What did you (laughs) What did he ask? Was he trying to, did he reach out to you in discord? And oh, no, I had to won- send him a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. To unlock my Bitcoin. Yeah, right. Which is another I'm sub. I don't want to go off on a tangent, but man, okay. the scammers on discord have been out of control. But strangers on the internet in another country. Yeah, you're right. Don't trust people from another country. But in well, Upland, no, Upland- let me back. I'm sorry. That sound that I, I didn't say the whole thing. That sounded <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Don't trust, I don't have xenophobia, don't trust strangers on the internet. Doesn't matter where they're from. That's what I meant to say. We'll, yep. we'll just, we'll edit that part out, right? We will. Sure. We can go back and get that one. Yeah, why not? 
Uh, yes. The Upland Discord community is an anomaly. It's something I've, 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 I'm super proud to be a part of. And yeah, I know. I've Crazy, never right? seen anything like it in, in my life, in my 43 years, however old I will be this year. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. It's the like exact opposite of what you would expect in this day and age from a social media platform because really that's what right. it is and it's the exact opposite of it it's it's amazing that you meet these people and develop these relationships and these rapports so much so that you're willing to loan them thousands ten thousands in some cases hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of property or assets and you're for the most part not concerned about when you get it back because you know you will right now don't take that as the complete opposite of what we were just saying about not trusting strangers because there are a few bad actors out there who may not have your best interest in mind so don't just willy-nilly be trading properties around with people i wouldn't and this goes I, this I goes back to what you said. At all. Uh, yeah, honestly, uh, I wouldn't advise anyone to do it. Like you'll know when it's the appropriate time to collection swap because you won't be concerned about all of the negative that comes along with it. You you won't be. And and if you're, I would say to somebody if you're if you're leery or skeptical, but you still want to do it for whatever reason, it, you know, exchange. evenly have the other person provide collateral because the flip side of this, it doesn't matter how much I trust you be dag, you know, I would give you anything in my portfolio that you needed. Right. But I can't control unforeseen circumstances from happening. And if a lightning bolt were to just so happen to strike you in your forehead, what am I going to (laughs) do? About my, how am I going to get my properties back? Like, I, you know what I mean? I, I, exactly. Exactly. I, so don't I, I go, really, yeah. We, you know, don't go crazy trading a hundred great properties at once. Right. Right. You know, keep, keep it, keep it even, keep it level and keep it, keep it a minimal amount at a time. Now, people that I've gotten to have good relationships with who uh, I will collection swap with, even then, it's only going to be one or two collections at a time. I'm not going to trade you 17 collections at once. Let's just, you know, slow down a little. We'll do two at a time. Well, you know, keep six properties always flowing. Then like you said, if something happens, I'm not out a ton. It's just, you know, a little setback, not too big a deal. Right. Right. Um, And I would probably go as far as to say that, if you feel like you like you, there are times where you, you need to ask somebody, but I don't know. I, I, I don't particularly care for cold call requests. I just, I know if I wanted to collection swap with you, like you, you'd know it, like, you know, cause we'd be talking all of the time and I, you know, right. Like there's some people out there who who do it as a source of revenue, and uh, I'm not a fan of that either. I, I despise it actually. Um, 
but I don't want to knock somebody's way of, you know, bringing in a revenue, an upic stream. But it certainly is a way to do it. And if you have a trusted relationship with somebody, it's a nice way to cement that relationship more by offering your properties for trade. Well, what I'm talking about is the 50, 50 splits that they do. Okay. Like, yeah, oh, that's what yeah. I despise. I, 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 I'll, I will never do that at all. Right. So, I either trust you enough to just give it exactly. to you and let you have it, or I'm not yeah. going to give it to you at all. Yeah. The, the bonus, or I'm drunk enough to let you have it. Right. The bonus is, and, and that's like the, the, the communities for those who don't agree with it as a tactic and specifically as a tactic to win a challenge that's one of the things that that really bother them about it at least that's my interpretation from what i've read is why the, because it's not fair well because it's yeah it's it's getting it's making people who are already fortunate or have a significant amount of upics get getting them more through the community pool bonus through the one-time rewards and then on top of that they're going to be getting the the challenge reward opics and sure this the way but, i would refute that is you know th these people on this leaderboard they they've they've put themselves in a position to have that happen for them where people are just willing to let them borrow whatever there's full trust. Mm -hmm. Now in Sanika's case, and I said this in, in the, the chat, he has, you know, he, he does own grand central station. So he does have significant collateral, right? And right. Even if he's not putting that collateral up in the, in the actual trade, I feel like a lot of people <clears throat> respect that he has a collateral. He has a means to fix any, errors that may you know occur and he's clearly not taking off out of upland with collection properties because right. he has a $23,000 investment in Manhattan so I feel like that with him that plays a big role with the number two and number three so I went in and I looked like when I'm trying to push somebody to do a win I'm absolutely keeping track of who else may be pushing and I can tell you for certain that the drizzle 38 and Sig Barak were both being pushed and I'm not going to call out specifically by who because that's you know that's not my but business. you can just tell by looking at that in one week to get 39 collections just unreal you know that somebody has had to been helping them and that's right, fine right right and it's the same cast of characters which i'm included in that cast every time okay. this challenge comes around and it was actually pretty you know it's it's pretty fun and it's pretty incredible to see what or to be part of in my case what is actually going on when this is happening like the last hour was insane because we saw the drizzle 38 creeping up and then out of nowhere, Sig Barak went from like 12 to 23 or wow. like some huge jump. Like, yeah. And I, you know, I was talking to somebody who was helping the drizzle 
and they brought it up to me. They're like, where, where, where the hell did Sig Barak come from? And, you know, then of course we both go in and we look and, you know, we, we kind of have a sense of who has what, who's going to be capable of doing what. Yeah. But at the same time, I was pretty, I was pretty nervous. <laughs> For Senica and the drizzle, yeah, I thought the drizzle was going to pull that one off, and I'm glad that uh, Senica was able to find the last few kickers that put him over the top. Yeah, sure. There. But uh, well, you know, too, once you go in this heavy on something like this, you're not going to be able to compete again, win or lose, because this is a one-time shot. This is not like the People's Champ, where you every every time it comes around, you can go and you can visit people like. Right. Every time you get a collection chip, you are completely blowing your opportunity to ever get that again in the future. So if you're going to go in big, go in freaking big. Right. I know I know a player who won it. I believe Surrey won it one time, and Surrey hadn't collected his collections for months waiting oh, yeah? to yeah, waiting to win this challenge. He had he had them all ready to go but he never he never collected on his collection so not only was he missing out on the the dividends of not having them those properties in the collection i mean he's going can you imagine like it's that kind of pretty amazing foresight yeah yeah and he finally did win it and uh it was incredible and so what i what the the topic of conversation went into was how this is designed to cause the new player to be frustrated and hate Upland because it's fixed or, or rigged and it's the rich getting richer. And I can, I can definitely empathize with all of those frustrations because when I started, I felt very much the same way about sure. the things that I saw in the, in happening in the community, in the game. And I think that a change to how the rising star is scored should be made. I think that they should require you holding the collection for at least 24 hours for it to count. They've, they've mentioned this before. They've said they would were considering making changes to it, and I suppose the exploding user base has kind of right might have a, derailed that. Yeah. So think about that. If you were going to help somebody win, and you had to give them your Skyline collection and your San Francisco Financial District collection, and all of in in your Dumbo collection and all of your high end collections. For 24 hours so that they could win would you do it still i would go further to say that if it was up to me and i wanted to make it you know fair that i would require you to be holding those collections when the contest ended right exactly not only for yeah not only when it ended but for 24 hours is what i'm saying oh so, so you're like, saying you you're have saying... to have it at the end but also because if you just say it at the end, all that does yeah. is just puts the puts all the swapping down to the last hour. Like it, right. it's not a huge deal. Like we, you know, we would just adapt to that and say, you know, all right, well, we're just going to wait till there's an hour left and then trade properties like crazy. 
Well, know. that's kind of what you're saying right now. We'll wait till there's two hours left. Trade properties right. like crazy. Right. And that's, to be <laughs> honest with you, that's pretty much the tactic anyway. It's to not show your hand uh, yeah. and, and who's getting pushed or whatever. Right. But if you had to hold them at the end and for 24 hours before that, that would uh. make it so that it would be uh it would be a tough choice for those wanting to to help somebody or push somebody because you'd be sacrificing all of your dividends for that time frame you know what i mean true true um and not so much like i still wouldn't be concerned about getting my properties back but then you start to get into this whole thing with the dividends and is it worth it and uh, you know uh you're getting my divs now and how do you compensate for that? And it, it, yeah. it makes you have to consider a whole lot more. Well, in that case, that's a fairly simple solution. When you trade somebody, the properties, you just have an agreement that they don't collect dividends because those dividends are collected, oh, you're are right. connected yeah, to the yeah, properties. You're right. So you look, if those yep. don't come back to me with, uh, <laughs> with, with any, you know, if those come back to me and the dividends are gone, I ain't ever helping you again. Right. Kind of thing. So, all right. I'm glad we got to finally talk about this because I didn't want to open up this can of worms on a podcast, but it's open now. And since the community brought it up, we should put our experience two cents in, huh? Right. Yeah. And especially like right at this moment where it's been pretty evident that it's, it's happening. And so, right. Um, Yeah. I have all of the collections because I collect collection swapped with people who, you know, trust that I will do the same for them if I have something that they need. And, right. Built those relationships and, and there's right. been some reciprocity in there and just making the game better because of that. Yep. All right, man. Hey, so I had this idea. So what's your, your nickname in Upland is, B-Dag Cheapskate. When, where did that come from? Yeah. Did you tell our, our listeners where that nickname came from? Yeah, I believe in our initial episode I did, given some of my history. My The idea was that I'm a cheapskate because I don't fiat in. Now I have. I put my five bucks in to become Uplander, and then I put ten bucks in for another couldn't-miss opportunity, and those were both uh, well spent. But I just don't spend money on games, period. So I just figured I'd call myself cheapskate and see how well I did based on that. And I've done pretty doggone well. So based on that, how would you get yourself to Uplander right now today? Like, let's say that you aren't BDAG, you're a brand new user Okay. Who doesn't have an account, but has all of the knowledge of can we, the Can we call me G Dab? Yeah. <laughs> or <be> G Dab. <laughs> yeah, G Dab. And uh, without spending money, how would you how would you do it? And this is something that I, I'd like maybe us to do every week because this is such a dynamic topic and yeah. it's an important one that the community, I feel like at least the new players, brand new players need to hear pretty regularly so tell me how would you do it boy it is so different now from when i started when i started it was only san francisco and there were so many collection properties you could buy if you or mint if you had the money for it 
So when you first start off, you're going to be FSA. This is a new thing that wasn't around when I started. Um, the easiest thing to do is going to be trying to find properties that you can double up on. What are new players given when they come in the game? If they just come in cold, 40, it's like 4,500. 4,500 4, 4, epics, yep. Okay, and if you do come in via an upland link, you can get 6,000, but let's say it's only the 4,500. So wait, say that again now? I think uh, If you come Brave in through an, up, yeah, uh, an upland ad on Brave, uh, gotcha. I guess that's about the only place. Then you get 6,000 to start, and oh, I think you know that's what? how I came in. It's the, the Blockchain Heroes uh, is also a Dude, yeah, okay. 6,000, now that I think about it, you say that. Okay. So, okay, so let's still, let's say 4,500. Ideally, you're going to want to buy five properties to get to the city pro, which means 900 per property. I don't think you can do that. I mean, I'm looking at Brooklyn right now, and the cheapest properties are 1,080 to mint. So the other option then would be to start in Fresno and play the long game. And that is when properties do become available on the top of the hour, uh, you know, when they're abandoned by other visitors that you would go in and you would buy five properties there. But the thing about that is you have to make sure that at least three of them are on the same street and that can be pretty hard to do. Um, so, I'm sorry, are we starting in Brooklyn or are we starting in Fresno? We, I still don't we... know. That's what I'm trying to figure out. So here's the deal. Uh, every city has their own bonus for getting three properties in that city. Okay. Fresno, it's 650. Brooklyn, it's only 450. So you're better off starting in Fresno for that first time bonus. But the problem in Fresno is that it's minted out and properties are way harder to find. You start in Brooklyn, you're going to be able to mint properties immediately. You know what? Let's let's just say we're going to start in Brooklyn. Let's say that okay. you know the, the game starts, you got your choice of where to start, and you choose Brooklyn. Then there's no flights involved or anything like that. Cool. All right, you go to Brooklyn, you got to mint three properties on the same street, and it doesn't have to be the same block. It doesn't have to be within spitting distance of each other. They can be across the city in different neighborhoods as long as the street name is the same. And the thing about Brooklyn is don't confuse 10th Street with, uh, well, I don't know, does 10th Street? No, West 10th Street. Is that different than 10th Street or East 10th Street? That's a great question. Don't, don't confuse your numbers, uh, your directionals on your numbers. Try to stick with the same thing on all your properties so uh oh somebody should make a tool for this anyway i'm scrolling through the cheapest properties and they're a thousand eleven forty in brooklyn and you just have to find three that are on the same street name not going to be too difficult to do um Getting them in a collection is going to be difficult to do. It's just not really available. But you need to get yourself a foothold so that you can become Uplander. All right. So we start in Brooklyn. You're going to get three properties at 1,000 each. That's going to give you the Brooklyner and King of the Street. And that's about it, right? Oh, you can also get Newbie. 
let's not forget newbie. So where are we at with that then? Newbie gives you the 800 plus you got 900 for King of the Street plus you're going to get 450 for Brooklyner. So that's going to give you 2,150 on oh, top of okay. your on top of your starting 4,500, and you've spent let's say 1,100 on properties, and you're left with 3,350. So that 3,350 is enough to get yourself two more properties in Brooklyn. Minus 1,100 a couple more times here. Boom, boom. And now you can put them all, move everything into City Pro, and you can pick up, uh, what is it, 1300, 1200 there. All right, plus 1200, 2350. So you got 2350 in Upix. What have you collected total? 800. Everybody following along? This making sense so far? You know the BNP Davis. So, you know what? Uh, of, I, course, of course, it makes sense to you. Or are you just like zoning out? I think that this is a great idea and I feel like we just need to tighten up on the delivery because yeah, the, probably All right, everybody yeah, reverse a couple there. of minutes and listen to this a few times because I'm thinking out loud as I'm doing it to try to tell you where my brain's going with how I'm doing it. Maybe slow down the feed so that you get everything and all the numbers in there. Uh, okay. Well, here's the deal. What I'm coming up with then is if you go to Brooklyn and you get three properties on the same street, you'll get some extra bonuses. You buy two more, you'll mint two more properties in Brooklyn. Then <clears throat> if you come in cold, I mean, not through any ad or any referral link, you're going to have 4,500 to start with. Plus you'll get 3,350 in bonuses. That'll get you 7,850. So you're still going to be 21 50 away from uplander which is not too terrible so listen to this i just out of curiosity i uh i'm looking at how you start this game okay and it gives you the option to start your journey on the east coast versus the west coast and it gives you all four available options, San Francisco, Fresno, Manhattan, and Brooklyn. So a user can start anywhere, which uh, I'm kind of surprised at that. But I guess at the same time, I'm not surprised. But let me read to you what it says. Okay. So for San Francisco, it says minimum property price is 7,000 UPIX. And you know what? Okay. I think that's accurate because I feel like I... It is. Yeah, that's accurate. Wow. Uh, and then it says you'll need to acquire more Upix. And it doesn't say how you'll need to require it, but there isn't a whole lot of space for more words. But I don't know that I like that. I, I feel like it, it's not the word acquire. It should say buy. It's just call yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Is, right. You'll need to buy more Upix. And the, so, yeah, maybe I'll suggest that as some feedback because I don't think any ambiguity there is 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 appropriate just call it what it is you're gonna have to spend money uh fresno minimum pro property price it says 840 upix no second if you can line. find it right right and so that needs maybe a, an 
additional data field because how because like if i'm looking at it and let me read the rest and we could talk about it and it says okay. manhattan minimum property price twelve thousand seven hundred and eighty upics yep uh that's accurate so it's pretty cool that they're actually pulling in live data here it says yeah, you'll need to great. acquire more upics again and then brooklyn minimum property price one thousand eighty upics mm-hmm. and nothing so just looking at this i'm as not knowing what I'm doing, I'm probably going to click on Fresno because it's the cheapest. Yeah, and I don't, I, I don't want to say that's a mistake, but the challenge will be much greater to, in in Fresno because Fresno and Clovis, they're sold. It's sold out, and right. for about fifty minutes out of every hour, it's sold out. And <laughs> right, that, that's just the truth. And at the top of every hour. A certain amount of properties get released from visas that ex- expire. And if you're fortunate enough, or if you have access to tools that tell you what those properties are, then you'll be able to acquire some. But if you don't and you're new, you're going to probably start making some poor choices. Yeah, you're hosed. After that. So I think that I don't want to say Fresno should be removed as an option because that's, you know, that's not, that's not good. We don't want to do that. We want to give them options to go wherever they want to go. I think maybe just a little more clarity on the situation or, or better in-game guidance as what you should be doing and how you should be doing. So let's just say because we're giving our listeners advice, we're going to not tell them to go to Fresno because it's cheaper, but we're going to go to Brooklyn. So here's what I worked out while you were telling me all that, which is good. And, And furthermore, I would say maybe what they should do is also put the number of properties available to mint because that's going to be a big teller right there. Yeah, the cheapest is 840, but there's 12 properties available versus the cheapest is 1,000. That's a but great there's idea. 10,000 properties available. So I would encourage anybody listening to this who has not gone into the game yet to go in through an ad on the Brave browser because that is going to get you 6,000 off the bat. And if you go through and you buy five properties in Brooklyn, and you make sure three of them are on the same street, you're going to go through, you're going to get the bonuses. That should bring you to a total net worth of 9,350. It'll get you really close. And so, you know what? Uh, And and that'll get you 15 or... No, you'll be there because there's a... uh, you're right. Daily login bonus. Oh, and the login bonus. Yeah, you'll be there. And there's also... uh, other random little bonuses that they give you when you start, like you get an extra hundred, I think like off the bat because you did something. And then I think that there's a treasure chest or a pinata that you has a pinata that I think I got like 53. Yeah. You get that there and click it, click the crap out of it. When you see that, just click it. Right, right. So all of those things said, you'll you'll be there for sure. Yeah, I think Brooklyn, even though the even though the ad, bonus yeah. for 
Yep. And even though the bonus for Brooklyner is lower than the bonus for the Fresnen, the Fresno or the Fresno, whatever, uh, you're still in better position in Brooklyn. Cool, man. All right. Hey, we're going to, I think we're going to do this again next week. Let's make this a recurring okay. thing and we will uh, prepare it a little better and maybe even have some better data for our listeners. But uh, yeah, now that we got a floor uh, basis set on what this segment is, right, we'll right, probably right. wrap it up in like three minutes. Cool. So speaking of Brooklyn, let's just go over the numbers really quick because we're getting a little long on time here. Okay. Uh, our total sales were 4,793 uh, secondary market sales in Brooklyn. The uh, average was 8,882 upics. Wow. Wow. Um, let me really quick look at last week's. I'll bet you that million upics Dumbo did something for that. Yeah, it did. Here, let me just paste this in here really quick. So last week was. 8,100, so we're up 700 upics there. Uh, our median is also up. It's 3,400 upics this week. Last week it was 2,300. And our mode is up 500 upics. So last week it was 2,500. This week it's 29.99. And just again, we say this every week to our listeners who don't remember high school algebra, the mode is the number that appears most frequently in a data set. And the reason why it's applicable and we tell you about it is because it's the number that is appealing to buyers of secondary market sales. They like that number because they're buying it the most. So 2,999 is that number over the course of the last week. Um, as we continue to look at the Fresno numbers, uh, our Fresno uh, numbers are showing us that the floor there is 3,488 upics, and our Fiat uh, floor is $3.29, which I didn't look to see what the floor in brooklyn was do you see that b dag yeah floor in brooklyn's 2969 briefly but it's pretty much hovering right below 3000 and how about the fiat do you see the fiat there there is no fiat i'm oh. i'm scrolling through looking for fiat nobody's selling brooklyn properties for fiat on the low range right now <laughs> oh yeah there's that's a, pretty valuable information Wow, I have some properties that I can sell. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if I want to do that. Interesting. Not bad. Um, Metaforce premiered this week. What do you know about Metaforce? Pretty cool little Upland spinoff. Yeah, man, it's a project uh, led by Mars Utah Recurrier Left House and myself, um, along with one of Mars's uh, really close friends, ADK, ADK Original. So those are the five uh, founders, I guess you can call it. Um, mm-hmm. And then Mixplick is also featured in it uh, as well. He's one of the characters. And we had a sticker drop 
that started this week, which was Mars Utah as his uh, civilian character and then his superhero, uh, Wardrop. And then just today, we had a surprise villain sticker drop, which was Dr. Relic, who is one of the villains. He's an evil-looking guy. Yeah, he reminds me of the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, bad guy, I think, right? Right. Yeah, I forget his name, but uh, there's some similarities there, which is pretty cool. Creepy. Uh, Next week, we have Recurrier and uh, his superhero, Chainwreck, so look out for that. And then the following week, TD and the Blockfather. So super excited for uh, the release of this uh we'll get left house and mix and uh some other uh surprises as we build up towards the uh initial pack release so if you haven't joined the metaphors discord um hit me up in dm and i'll be more than happy to invite you there uh the Uh upland li and ncaa tournament challenge is still going on our current point leader is Santa Claus with 63 points, followed by Pelzen and Rotten Tot. They're both tied with 59 points, and that's going to be relevant in the next part that I tell you about. Clevet uh, 2 is rounding out the top four. And then we go into... So the more, the more important data set in these challenges, it's not the current points, it's how many possible you have left. Because if you don't have enough possible points, then somebody is going to likely pass you and you won't finish very high. So right now our possible point leaders are, again, Pelzin and Rotten Tot tied with 147. So they're killing it in this. Wait, how come Santa Claus isn't in that top? So he had a a team in and I could probably pull it up here. He had a team going to the final two, I believe. Okay. That's that out knocked out already. Got Let it. Oh, verify that. Yeah. Right. He had Illinois going to the championship and they lost to uh, Loyola. In an so he lost uh, 64 or 128 points or whatever at the top plus 32, 16, yeah, eight on the way down. Yeah. Okay. So he got okay. pretty hard with that Illinois uh, upset. And then I think a lot of people got hurt with the Alabama upset today that they lost to UCLA, I think is what I was watching. All right. Um, and then Recurrier skyrockets up into third with 142 points. And uh, right Clevin, too, is just holding down that fourth spot in both and categories. Right He's got 138 possible remaining points. Yeah, cool. All right, man. Uh, our final segment is our scouting report. And uh, I have some good ones uh, this week. I, we always have good ones. They're always good ones. Come on. So check this out. So there's a player, Hank Free, who has been around for a while. Yeah. And uh, we were talking, I, I believe, about um, just how the blockchain works, the EOS and, and blocks.io, and yeah. talking about the defuse API and coding and, and, and all kind of nerd stuff. And he, right. he was like, my friend is a, uh, a coder. Do you mind if he 
reaches out to you? And I said, of course, no problem. And so I get a ping from uh, an unusual, you know, icon and then I click on the name and it's New Jersey Scoot, which I'm like, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. And that's the first thing that I say. So if the listeners don't know, like I was born and raised in New Jersey. Uh, you know, I lived there for the first 20 something odd years of my life. And so immediately I'm like, Hey, where, where are you in New Jersey? Or I don't think that I asked right away. Cause that's kind of rude and creepy. Right. I think I told <laughs> right, him sure. first where I'm from, but it turns out that he lives very, very close to my hometown in New Jersey and has cousins who graduated from my high school a few years after I did, which is all right. Like how strange is that? Like you right. meet some person on a discord server for an NFT app who like it's, you know, it's the probability of it is pretty crazy. I mean, odds are it'll happen sooner or later, but I guess I don't know those odds. And that's <laughs> pretty cool that they happened in your favor in this case. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, shout out to New Jersey Scoot. Um, Urban Freaks. So I mentioned way back an hour ago when we started this podcast that the community was running some giveaways. Um, Yud Luger did a, uh, a pop quiz, which was pretty awesome. Um Lazy Luna, I believe, also did a contest giveaway, and I ran one also. And Urban Freaks was the winner of that. Uh, I gave him a Crown Heights property. And then, I guess, out of appreciation, I woke up with a, uh, a ping from him this morning with a property that he had sent me. So for those who don't know, I, I've been collecting T-shaped properties. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> And I got hey, two everybody's of them got this a morning, thing. man. I got two of them. Drew Daculist was the other. Urban Freaks was one. So shout out to Urban Freaks for for giving me a awesome lead on a T-shaped prop that he actually went and secured it for me and everything. Um, oh wow! In Brooklyn, so that was pretty pretty awesome. A good way to start my day. Yeah, nice. And then uh, Hattie Thirty Three, Hattie Dab. Uh, is an awesome new player who I gave a little nudge to Uplander. Uh, was having trouble in Fresno, I believe, and um, I helped him just learn his learn his way and make his way to Uplander, and then gave him some tips about how to find properties when the expired visas happen, and uh, just making some great finds with the information that I've provided to him. He's going to cool. be well on his way to pro in, I guess, pretty much whenever he wants to go pro. He's doing that well. And nice. uh, he's also a coder, believe it or not. And um, our community is pretty f phenomenal, man. I, I really do enjoy finding these players from all different backgrounds and some familiar backgrounds. Uh and doing this segment every week and shouting them out. And I just noticed that I only did three this week. So you know what? I'm going to have to do five. Well, that's partly my fault because I told you I'd take the fourth one, and then I was reading through our interaction, that, that player and I, and he asked not to be called out on a segment like this that I had mentioned to him. So uh, I kind of left you stranded on that. 
That's okay. You can uh, make up for it next week. I'll pull four, and you can bring a fifth. So how does that sound? Uh, all right. See what I can do. All right, man. You got anything uh, as we close out for our listeners? Me? Yeah, not really. Hang in there. You can do it. Cool. Um, we are going to be looking forward to our holiday weekend, I believe, coming up, right? Yes. Easter will be next week. Right. So we likely will not record. Maybe we will. I don't know. I guess you and I need to discuss that. So uh, yeah. I guess be prepared for a maybe later than usual episode next week if we do decide that we are not going to record today but uh other than that thank you so much for listening and i'm gonna send it back to you too stupid all right fellas excellent episode as always very great episode thank me later it is a great oh wait thank me later never listens to podcasts but definitely rub it in on the upcoming podcast this thursday we record it thursday nights and it's published on friday we do have joel com and uh Travis from Bad Crypto Podcast coming on. Uh, we have the Blockchain Heroes and Upland promotion coming out here on April 6th. They will be on the show this week to finish some hype there. Don't forget to check out UpX World for all your needs. Follow us on Twitter at UpX Podcast, at Thank Me Later, at TML Upland. Also, make sure that you're rating the podcast, liking the podcast, subscribing the podcast, and sharing the podcast. Really appreciate that. Our listeners continue to grow each and every week, and we really enjoy producing this content for everyone each and every week. And Metaforce Comics, hopefully you guys are getting those drops that team's putting together. Pretty cool things going on there. A lot of great projects going on in Upland. A lot of community-driven projects. Very excited for that. And until later this week, everyone be safe and talk to you soon. It's the Opix Podcast, baby. Glad you tuned in. Got your host, thank me later, and you're stupid to win. Might become an obsession as soon as you begin. Start out king of the street, then lock it iconic in. Welcome to Offland. Grab your Opix, man. On your way in the door, hit you with four grand. Get to buying and gripping, then to selling and flipping. Over to moving and shocking. I'm Scrooge McDuckin' in Opix.